Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Financial Coaches Podcast. I'm your co-host, Maria Casillas, and I'm joined here by Cody Sizemore. We are going to have a wonderful conversation today because I want to hear all about Cody's rucking experience. We just got done telling you last week about what he was going to do, the insanity that this man puts himself through, uh, but he has made it through the other side, and I'm going to get to find out all the details literally for the first time, because I haven't talked to him since then. So uh, before we do that, though, I just want to have a quick reminder of all of the housekeeping things. We really, really appreciate each and every one of you showing up, if nothing else, to hear about the insanity of my co-host. Uh, hopefully there's other stuff you're getting from that too. <laughs> so if you would, please let us know how you're loving the show, whether that is through a review, a rating, or even just jumping into our Financial Coaches po um, podcast not podcast, excuse me, community, and letting us know what you think about the podcast right there in that community. We'd be happy to have some conversation with you there as well. The name of that is The Financial Coaches Community by New Money Habits. And we believe that it is a wonderful thing to give free content, obviously, because we're giving it here. And it's absolutely free to join that as well. So we encourage you to do that. And without any further ado, let's find out how our man did. Okay, Cody. I saw your time. Let me just start with that. And I was like, oh my gosh, he totally blew it out of the water. So uh, tell us everything that you want to tell us and I'll just fill in the gaps <laughs> with all the questions that I have for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, it was an experience. That's what I'll I'll say. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> yes. I, I was a little bit bummed out because I had told you that I was going to have my, uh, my videographer friend film it. Yeah, but you he did actually it? had something come up. So oh, bummer! We, so it wasn't totally gone away. He gave me a GoPro, and I just kind of did it like uh, vlog. Oh style. my gosh! Okay, okay. Yeah. So I Which can't I watch it. Was, <laughs> yeah, because I'll get nauseous cool because I could like do several check-ins, like whenever I felt like I needed to, kind of thing. Oh, that is cool. So you could stop, turn it around, and check in. Yeah, is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yep. Yep. But yeah, it was definitely an experience. Um. I'll give you the stats of, of it so far. So I had done, which there's a caveat to this, but I did 26.21 miles in seven hours, one minute and five seconds. Um, and I had burned 5,400 calories. Wow. I had, I had 59,000 steps. Wow. 59,000 yeah. steps in seven hours. Yes, 59,000 in seven hours. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a good experience, though. Um, I'll kind of tell you the different phases. So just so you guys are aware, well, for, let me first tell you this first. Um, you're probably listening. If you didn't listen to the episode before, listen to it because it gives an explanation as to how this is yeah. all connected with, like, financial coaching. Um, but if you didn't, here's just a very quick snippet. I did this because of a few reasons that one, I wanted to do it for myself. I also wanted to do it for my family and I also wanted to do it for my clients. Um, because I wanted to find something that was fresh in my mind because I had gone through my own financial journey 
um, as well. And I like, I know that very well, but it was a while ago, you know, like getting myself out of debt, which is who I serve primarily. That was like seven, eight years ago. So I wanted something new, something that was fresh, that kind of had like that marathon spirit that's getting yourself out of debt or saving for a house or whatever can be. And I thought, why don't I just do a marathon so I can get into that mindset of like the whole journey Mm -hmm. kind of thing and and have something in my back pocket that's like, hey, like this is where you're at in this marathon. And this is like how you're feeling right now. And And I I can relate to that and that way I can speak to you more clearly, right? So that's how this is connected to financial coaching, just so you know. So talking about this journey, before this marathon, the furthest that I had ever rocked before was five miles. So I went from five, which I was doing consistently, but I went from five to 26. 26. That's like it yeah. was nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's a mm-hmm. big leap. Big mm-hmm. leap. So I'll tell you this. There was three phases in this in this journey. That was miles one through fifteen. I felt pretty good. Um, you know, definitely like the first 10 miles, I was like, okay, feeling good, no sweat, right? Like a lot of adrenaline and just excitement of doing it. And uh, even that's three 15, times. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just said even that is three times your previous longest. So yeah, that's well, you one, that you felt good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you yeah. said you felt good for fifteen. So, I did, but it was kind of like a okay. two part thing there. So like okay. the, the first ten were like very good. I felt okay. very good. Um, ten to fifteen was where I started to feel the fatigue to start mm. kicking in, but I still felt good. Like, you know, like the physical fatigue I started to feel, but mentally I felt very good. Okay. Um, and then there was miles 16 through 23, which were death. Mm -hmm. It was horrible, horrible on, on every facet. Uh, physically my, my feet were on fire. Um, but even worse were my shoulders. Mm-hmm. My shoulders were like torn up. Like I couldn't lift my arms because it just hurt so bad. And my back was, was really, really hurting as well. And um, I don't know what caused it, but right around like mile 20 ish, like 19 or 20, my body started to swell. Mm. Like my fingers, like, almost doubled in size. I wow. could like see like my arms getting bigger. I could feel, I could feel my feet and I could see my ankles certain days swell up like all that kind of stuff. Um, so that was very difficult because I was like, you know, 19, 20 miles in and I was like, will I need to stop what's happening yeah, for health you know? purposes? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But then there's the other side of me that's like, I don't want to stop kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So physically, it was very difficult, but even mentally, that's where it was the most difficult. Um, I had like serious thoughts about just stopping and I was like, why am I doing this? Uh, this sucks. Like, when will this be done? How much longer is this going to take? Like all of those kinds of things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
so that was really, really difficult. Go ahead, Maria. I think you were um, saying No. So for anyone who's n- had not listened to last week, they might not even know what rucking is. And I only mm-hmm. want to bring it up because of the next thing I'm going to say. So you said it's, it's walking quickly, but holding a backpack that's weighted. And so the yeah. reason I'm bringing that up is because you mentioned like your shoulders really started to hurt, you know, that. Yeah. Did one of the thoughts go through your mind? Well, I can keep going if I just ditch this backpack. Like, did that ever cross your mind? I'm just curious. Um, the act of doing it, like, oh, like I could, I could ditch the backpack and complete it. That yeah. never came up. Uh huh. But the idea of like, man, if I didn't have this backpack on, this would be way easier. That did yeah. come up. Yeah. Yeah. I just find it fascinating that the, you had, cause I know how important this was to you. And you told me like, come hell or high water, I am doing this. And yet quitting completely crossed your mind, mm-hmm. but adjusting it didn't <laughs> just find that really fascinating. Um, and it's something that we can absolutely think about with our clients as well, but okay, go on. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that, that period of time was very trying. Um, and then there's mile 23 through 26, uh, that, that life came back into me. Cause I was like, I'm almost there. And, you know, every time I looked at my phone, I was a little bit closer kind of thing. So, um, and then, you know, when I finished, it felt great to take off that backpack for the first time mm-hmm. in, you know, seven hours was like amazing. I'll bet. It was amazing. So good. So good. <laughs> I had so much salt all over me from my sweat. Like it wow. was like caked on me kind of thing. Like I yeah. felt like sandpaper, you know? That's crazy. Um, well, between that and all the dirt and all of that. Oh man. That's yeah. yeah. So yeah. do you have the stats on like how long it took for miles one through 10, 10 through 15, 16 through 20? three and then 23 through 26. Um, I can probably look that up. Let me see here. I didn't mean to throw you on the spot. I was just wondering um, like how, cause I've heard a lot. I've never run a marathon, just throwing that out there. I've never even walked a marathon. Um, but I've heard that people go through a similar process where like they're feeling really good and then it's death. And then at the end, they see, like, they get this second wind. And they're, they're like, even though they're still three or four miles out, they still get that second wind. And I'm mm-hmm. just wondering if that tends to kind of, like, add up with the times of what yeah. some of the other. Yeah, yeah so so what what it's showing me is in increments of five miles. Okay. Um, so it says that the first five miles, I had an average pace of 15 minutes and 32 seconds uh, per mile. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the, the five to 10, it was 15 minutes and 45 seconds. So slight dip, slight yep. dip. Mm-hmm. And then from um, uh, 10 to 15, it was 15 minutes and 57 seconds. So again, another slight dip. That's where I started mm-hmm. to get the fatigue kind yep. of thing. And then um, miles 20 through 25. It said that it was 16 minutes and 57 seconds. Mm. So you went right into slacker mode during those miles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the last couple of miles, it went down back up to like uh, 15, 1548. So- okay. So, I mean, 
That is super fascinating because that says to me that it was so much about the mental in yeah. that middle. It, it really right? was. Because clearly <laughs> you had the physical capacity to be able to finish out at almost the same rate you started. Mm-hmm. That is so, yep. so amazing. Even though you were Marshmallow Man by the time you got to that yeah. spot. <laughs> That's fantastic. When did the swelling go down? I just want to make sure like, you're obviously Once safe, you're done. alive. Oh, it, it was like that all the way through to the end. Okay, yeah. so even yeah. with that, yeah, you were able to do that. So it is obviously so much a mental thing. Yeah, I mean, like, wow. the, the last, like, five miles, I was, like, like punching the air and, like, you know, grabbing nothing just to like mm-hmm. get blood flow kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I thought it would help. It really didn't. But like once, once I stopped and I like sat down, I think it went, I think it went away in like 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. So your blood it pressure was probably super high. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's probably what it was to be honest with you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But um, one thing I haven't shared is, is this, it's, it's one of the most important things and also, I have a few key, like, takeaways and lessons from this. Mm-hmm. So at some point, I think it was uh, right around mile 16. Actually, that's when it happened because I was pissed. I was so mad. Um, my tracker stopped tracking. Oh, no. Yeah. And, like, every... <laughs> You know, every uh, mile or, or two miles or whatever, like I get like a notification in my AirPods that says like, you know, you've gone this far. Here's your average pace, like all this kind of stuff. And I was waiting for that because I knew that it was coming up soon. <laughs> and I just kept going and kept going and kept going. And I was like, what is going on? So I finally pulled out my phone to look because I was just curious because I was thinking about it so much. And I realized that it stopped. Like, I think like the app crashed or something like that or what, or whatever it might have been. And I had gone, I mean, I'm not kidding you, Maria. I think that it was at least like a full mile, full mile wow. at least. Um, so I was really upset. I was really upset. And then I was even more upset because in my head, I was like, I don't know how long this actually went on for. This could have been a half a mile. It could have been a mile and a half. It could have been a mile. It could have been 1.2 miles. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. So when I got to my checkpoint where I met my wife to like refill up on water and stuff like that, I had told her about that. And I said, I think it shut off for a mile. So now I have to add an extra mile onto this so that I can, you know, make sure that I did it. Mm-hmm. And she goes, she goes, you don't have to do that. Just do what you need to do, you know, like do the, if you think it's a mile, then just do 25.2 miles. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do, you know, 25.2 miles and say, oh, but there was an extra mile in there when maybe it was only half a mile and mm-hmm. I didn't actually complete it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to like do this whole thing and then stop and then wonder if I actually did the whole thing. Like I need yep. to see the app say, you did this no matter what kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I was really upset about that because I was already in, in that mindset. I was in that like really low mental place uh, already. And then I got hit with the news that I need to do more. 
mm-hmm. in order to actually feel like I did it, to, in mm-hmm. order for me to know that I for sure did it. And looking back, as I was going through that last three miles, miles 23 through 26, the thought came up to me and I was like, I'm already done. I'm already done. I shouldn't have to do this, but I'm going to do this. And one of the big takeaways was that if you're going to do something, you you might as well go the extra mile. Mm-hmm. Well played. And that was a huge takeaway for me. Mm-hmm. Huge takeaway. It's like, hey, if you're going to do something, you might as well just go and do it. And do it really, really, really well. You know, yeah. go that extra mile. Cause it's going to be worth it. And maybe I did go that extra mile. Maybe I went an extra two miles. I don't know. But mm-hmm. what I do know is that I for sure completed it without yep. any sort of questions, no integrity uh, being, being faltered or anything like that. And I feel better about going the extra mile than just hoping that I did. Mm-hmm. Another lesson is your spouse is always willing to hold you back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, I I am curious about the technology. You mentioned that the tracker stopped tracking. So when you rebooted it or whatever, how did it not lose all the stats from before? That's it picked that's up one from question. Right, right where it was. Okay, interesting. And then how did you yep. make sure it didn't? Did you hold on to it to make sure it didn't stop tracking again? Yeah, I, I like so I I held it onto my phone in my uh-huh. hand the entire rest of the way. Cause mm-hmm. it was in my pocket before. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Nope, I don't know if it like, you know, got bumped or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't chance it from then you on from that and, mistake. Okay. Yeah. And then the other question I have is, did you, or did you not lay out your course prior to starting? So like by the time you got to your wife at the checkpoint, that you would have known how far you had already walked or did you not do that? So I took a trail that was seven miles one way and I did seven miles down, seven miles back, seven miles down, and then part of the way back. So Mm. I knew that like, you know, I could be doing seven miles, um, uh, you know, down, but I didn't know that part of the way back. Mm. That was my thing. And that's okay. where, like, you know, if it was like a, hey, like, it's, this is exactly 26.2 miles, then I mm-hmm. would have felt a lot better about it. But there was the mm-hmm. unknown that mm-hmm. I just didn't know. There know? are so many, so many lessons that can be pulled from this, you know, mm-hmm. like just the, the extra weight on your back and mm-hmm. the, how that just kind of carrying the weight of the world from other things and the worries that we have and just whether yeah, you want to call it debt or it whatever. First when you take it off. Yes. Yes. But yeah, a big thing, like during that low period, that mile 16 through 23, when I was very mentally in not a good place, um, I kept like repeating that this phrase in my head, which was like, use the pain, use the pain, like the physical pain, the mental pain. And I kept getting like almost like pissed off <laughs> that mm-hmm. that I was like in so much pain. And I used that anger towards the pain to just fight the pain in a sense. Right. And 
it was it was also something that came up where it was like you didn't just come this far just to come this far. Mm-hmm. You know, like I didn't walk, I didn't ruck nineteen miles to walk and ruck nineteen miles. Like right. that's dumb. You know, <laughs> like, like in my mind, it was dumb. Right? <laughs> and that's other people, but in my mind, it was dumb. Like I, I'm not gonna ruck nineteen miles and then just mm-hmm. stop. You know, mm-hmm. when I'm when I'm seven miles away, um, yeah. Like, if I was gonna go that far, then I'm gonna I'm gonna complete it. You know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I was pissed at myself that I was thinking or even having those thoughts of uh, of wanting to stop, and that's what made me want to fight it even more. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that translates to everyone, but I think that for the right kind of person, that can definitely translate. Yeah, I think it's it's very translatable. Um, I think also, I mean, you see, I I don't lie with my face very often, so any any anyone who's watching, they can see all of my expressions. Um, I think that one, you're right. You didn't go 19 miles to go 19 miles. You had a very important why behind what you were doing, and you trained for that. So you used to go five miles to go five miles. So I, I'm only bringing that up because anyone who hears this is like, dude, you went 19 miles. Like, why, why is that not enough? You know what? It just wasn't enough at the time because of all of the other prep work you had done ahead of time. And, mm-hmm. you know, five miles used to be enough. Five mile increments used to be enough because you were building up to something bigger and greater and more, more important to you. And so when you had made that decision and that commitment, then 19 miles would have been a letdown. Mm-hmm. I hear 19 miles. I'm like, dude, that's still pretty amazing. But for you, that would have been a letdown. And so yeah. um, I, I think it absolutely makes sense. I also, I will relate it to um, a financial journey real quick because I, I hear it and I remember a very, just very specific example in our own journey. I remember I had, we had like $93,000 with the debt and 40,000 of it was student loans. And mm-hmm. my husband was one of those who's like, we're never going to get out of this. Like, there's no way it's ever going to happen. Um, and we were renting a house because we had already said, we're not going to buy a house until we get out of this and blah, blah, blah. And so he was like, we're not, we're going to be 80 years old before we're ever homeowners again. Like he literally said those words to me. And I'm like, all right, babe, we won't be 80 years old. And I said, I tell you what, how about when we hit everything, but my student loans, then we can say, we'll go ahead and look for a house. And he was like, okay, because in his mind, that was doable. That was our 19 mile mark, right? Mm -hmm. But when we got there, I just never told him that we got there. (laughs) Just kept going. (laughs) And eventually, probably like around the, you know, proverbial mile 23, he looked up at me and said, certainly we've passed that mark. And I said, you are right. We have passed the mark, but we are so close to the end now. Like it doesn't even make any sense to look for a house until we're done. Mm -hmm. And he was able to see that momentum and go, you're right. Let's just keep going. Let's do those last three or five miles. And so I, I see that because, you know, physically we could do it. It was the mental issue in the middle. It was just that belief. Like we can't do that. Uh, So I do think that this has a lot of parallels to what our clients go through, what we as coaches go through and just what we go through as people in general, because this is, I mean, I just did a 45 minute workout today and I don't, I don't like them anyway, but I was especially today, I was just like, Oh, 
can I just pay the $15 mm-hmm. cancellation fee? Like I really don't want to go today. And I mean, I, there were many times and I was just like, I can't even, I don't even, there's no way I can do this today. And there were some things I didn't do super well, but I did get it done. And um, I, I think that's why I'm always so in awe of you. Cause like I go 45 minutes and I'm like, peace out, uh, but <laughs> you're going 26 miles. Um, but even still three years ago, I wouldn't have even done the 45 minutes. So, you know, progress. That's where I'm, that's where I'm working on. Uh, you absolutely inspire me. You amaze me. And I know that the people who are listening today are either in awe of you or ready to figure out what wrecking is and go try it themselves. <laughs> I'm not sure which. Give it or a both. shot. Give it yeah. a shot. It's, it's a great workout. Great workout. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe start slow. Don't go off and do a marathon with no training. So, And I don't know if you mentioned, I mean, I know you told me personally, and I don't remember if we mentioned another thing, but could you tell them you did start with 20 pounds, right? I know you, you did 40 for the marathon, running. but when you first started, you started with yes. 20. So, yep. you know, he's a superhero, you guys, but he is still human and did he did build himself up to where he is. So, like he said, don't start by running a marathon. Just do a little mm-hmm. bit at a time. Yep. So to close this out, um, that whole takeaway, there was so many takeaways that I could talk about, but, um, and I, I haven't talked about all of them, but really the biggest one for me on my end is just that extra mile, Mm -hmm. you know? So if you're, if you're listening to this and, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're not even considering doing something like this at all, which is totally fine. But more so you're, you're listening to this and you're here to learn about, you know, becoming a financial coach or going full time with, with coaching or, um, you know, starting the business in, in general, whatever it might be, my, my takeaway and my, my like word to you, my message to you is that, Hey, if you're going to do it, go that extra mile, go that extra mile. It's going to be difficult, but when you're when you reach that point where you re- are really really hoping to be, you're gonna look back and you're gonna be very happy that you did, very mm-hmm. very happy, um, and you're gonna feel very fulfilled and and know that you did it in the best way possible. So take that extra mile if you're gonna mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. We really should end there, but I have one more thing to add. <laughs> that- Let's hear it. If if I may, I think because you're so humble, you're not going to really go there. But I think that one of the biggest takeaways I have from just listening to your story is that level of integrity that you had, that you said, mm-hmm. I don't want to just say that I did it and not be sure. I want to actually show up and do it. And so whether it's an extra mile or write exactly what you said you were going to do, show up with integrity and, and do what you said you were going to do. And I mean, that's, that's going to be huge, not just for yourself, but for your clients and for your family and for, for all of the people who are involved in the reason that you're doing this in the first day in place. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate you letting me add that in there because you really are a great example of that. And I want our listeners to just be able to take that away as well. It's, it's the, it's the big lesson behind the big lesson for yeah. sure. So I'm glad that you pointed that out. Thanks. Appreciate you. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing this with us today. I know that tons of people totally get it and they're 
they're thrilled that you were willing to share your story here right on the podcast. You guys remember to tune in next week for another fantastic episode of the Financial Coaches Podcast. See you then. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.